Welcome back, Latin Wealth Club, to another Latin Wealth Club podcast. We have something different for you today. We have a good friend of mine, Donovan. He will be explaining about the Turo hustle, the Turo business, which is just a car rental um, business. Pretty much, if you have any extra cars just laying around your, your house that works, that uh, could, you know, be used to go from point A to point B, um, you could go on Turo and rent it out to people. Um, so we're going to learn about that today, and we're going to pick his brain about it and see if, you know, maybe it'll be a good business for us, good business for you, or someone that's just, you know, interested in learning about the business. But with that being said, it's your host, MP, and behind the scenes. AZ. And uh, my boy Donovan, man, introduce yourself, bro. Let him know who you are. Let's go. Uh, you could follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Don Demon, Don underscore T-H-A underscore M-O-N. But uh, basically, I've been doing Turo for about a year and a half. So I've been through the trials and errors, ups and downs of it. And... Basically, I'm an entrepreneur, so I take a lot of different business ventures, and Turo is one of my main business ventures. Hell yeah. Well, actually, the reason why, bro, you know, we started talking and stuff like that was because we're both entrepreneurs, but I think the most, the thing that stuck out in my head was Turo, because I heard about Turo, and I think a a majority of people, you think a majority of people have heard about Turo? Yeah, I would say so. A lot of people, for sure. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay, because I feel like... It was it was a, a big thing in 2020, right? It was like kind of blowing up back yeah, then. Yeah, during the pandemic. Yeah, and then after that, kind of like phase, like kind of went away for a little bit, right? Like it wasn't a big thing. Yeah, I met a lot of people that don't know what Turo is, but it's been out since 2017. Yeah, yeah. So I remember it being out that far, but what I'm saying is like I remember it got hyped and then it went away. Like no one was really talking about it because yeah. back then you used to see YouTube videos on it everywhere and anywhere. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? They would t- people would talk about like. Um, getting Hellcats and just having a, a full rental business off Hellcats and stuff like that, you know, which mm-hmm. probably is risky as hell. <laughs> I mean, that's too yeah. crazy shit, you know. That's what happens, though. It's like Bitcoin, too, you feel me? Like, yeah. in 2020, you was hearing everybody talk about it. Now you don't hear about it. Yeah. Well, does know? that affect the market share of Turo? Uh, nah. Okay. Nah, that doesn't affect it. So talk to me, man. How, well, how'd you get started in Turo? And then how did Turo, how'd you actually start making money on Turo? Sorry for an interruption. We'd like to thank our sponsors for the month of February. First and foremost, Linaje Jewelry. They sell Mexican jewelry. If you'd like to save 20% off this month, make sure to use discount code LWC at checkout. Second of all, we'd like to thank the Wholesale Trappers. My buddy, um, Oscar Martinez, is running a Discord chat where you can network with proven Amazon FBA sellers. These guys sell over seven figures in revenue a year and make over six figures in profit. They do not cap. They tell you everything how it is, and they'll show you the numbers. And last but not least, Kevin over at Certified Taxes. Thank you for the sponsorship this month. Um, that's that's our great friend, our great uh, buddy over there. He's um, you know, He makes videos here on LWC, but if you want to schedule a consultation for this tax season, whether you're an employee, a small business owner, or a large business owner, he could take care of you. So make sure to schedule a consultation today. Uh, really, I just hopped into it. Because like you were saying, like 2020, I think that's around the time I heard about Turo. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in Toro one day, like, when I have enough cars. So I had a 2018 Corolla f- for a while, and then uh, I ended up getting my girlfriend pregnant. But I had got her a 2016 Mazda in my name, and I was letting her just pay the monthly bills or whatever. But she got pregnant around uh, June 2022, 20, and then uh, 
basically, she just came in the house one day like, oh, I can't pay for the car. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now nah, I got two cars I got to pay for. So I was like, uh, let me just throw this on Toro real quick. I downloaded it. Do it on Toro that same day, bro. Somebody rented the car for a whole month. What? Oh, damn. Yeah, like these Chinese people rented it for a whole month. But then I was looking at the receipt. I'm like, okay, I'm only making 600 something dollars. Because mm-hmm. I just threw the car on Turo, let Turo do everything with the numbers, the discounts, and all of that 30-day discount, early right. bird. I'm like, man. So I basically broke even my first month because right. my car note was 400 Insurance full coverage was like 200 So but, you just pretty much made the money just to keep it for that month, you could say. Yeah, but I had it rented out. So that was the good thing. I'm like, this month is covered with. That was basically my overall goal was to get the uh, car note paid and insurance. Mm. So... After that month, like, during that month, I start, like, messing with my prices, the discounts, because I'm like, no way the trip was $900, and they got $300 off. You get what I'm Hell saying? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe <laughs> like, 150 like. Yeah, I'm like, Turo, they automatic settings is not the go-to. Bro, so 300 You got to play, you yeah, gotta play with it. Ass-ass. No wonder it got booked the whole month. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they knew right away. They're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's a deal. <laughs> So, yeah, they was from China. I'm like, oh, this is dope, too. Like, I'm finna meet people from different countries and all types of mm. stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm finna get into this. So, I mean, from that point on, like, my car utilization rate been, like, 80%, like, for the month. Oh, shit. So, so ever since you started, your your cars have been bugged. bugged like, everything. 80% oh, of the month, which is oh, fuck. That's basically good, right? every day. But in between trips, it'd be, like, a few hours. That's why I would say 80%, mm. like, if you add up all the hours. So how many cars do you have in Toro right now? Right now, I only have two. Two? Yeah. Okay. You had three, though, right? I had five at one point. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that happened a few months after I started. Like, I would say, like, all right, basically six months after I started Toro, January 2nd, 2023, I got shot in my ankle. And I couldn't walk until March, so... I basically needed some, like, cash flow. That's what Turo is for me. Like, people worried about building up a lot of money, but I'm just worried about cash flow so I can pay my bills, pay this, save a little money, invest it here. But, um, so at the time with the two cars on there, oh, see, I skipped something, my bad. Uh, I say around September or November of, like, between September and November of 2022, I ended up getting a 2020 Chevy Malibu. And I threw that on Turo. So I had a Corolla on Turo, a Mazda, and a Malibu on there all at one time. And I was just rotating, like, whichever one was my main car that wasn't being rented out. Right. I would drive that one. So basically, I had them three cars on there making around, I would say, like, 1000 to 1500 a month in profit. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about, like, 500 or maybe 300 in profit for each car. For each car, yeah. Yep, correct. So each car though makes around a thousand to fourteen hundred a month. But after your your car note, insurance, car wash, and maybe I had to pay a few people to help me drop it off, then uh, then that was my profit range. Well, yeah. Okay. So, Speaking about paying people, are you actually building a team, or how does that work with actually having like Turo employees and stuff like that? And how do you get to that point? You know what I'm saying? Because first you started with one car, then, well, for, how'd you get the two other cars? Uh, well, remember, oh, yeah, I yeah. had I started with two cars, really, but yeah. I only put one on Turo, and okay. I was driving one still. And, and then, then the third car came because you bought it, or what? 
Yeah, I went and financed another car because every day I was driving. It's this place called L.A. City Cars. They like, come down, get you a car. If God can't approve you, no one can approve you. And I was like, bro, let me just see if I can get another car. They got me in a 2020 Malibu, like, in two hours. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make money. Do it on there same day. It gets rented. Like, every time I throw a car on Toro, it gets rented the same day or the next morning. So, basically... I did that. I got the three cars. And then when you get up to three cars, you need at least one person to help you. And why do you say that? Because you might have, like, trips around the same time, but you got to drop the car off. You got to drop the Malibu off at LAX at 2. Then at 3 o'clock, you got to be at Bob Hope dropping the Corolla off. Mm. So you will have to, like, figure it out and plan your day out and get, like, at least one person to help you, like I said, because you can't be in two places at one time. True. But that that's not always going to happen, but it's good. Like, when you get to three, have somebody. That's why right now I only have two on there because I can handle all of that by myself. Okay. Two cars. But, uh, yeah, I had got the three cars. Then I ended up getting shot in uh, January, so I couldn't walk around. I couldn't do my regular job. I needed more cash flow to support my family. So, basically, I'm like, I need to double down. I traded the Crowland, got a new 2023 Camry. Boom, needed to do that. And then I was hitting people up like, oh, you're not trying to uh, partner with me, join the business? So I got one of my cousin's friends. She got a 2020 Honda Accord. Like, we just went to downtown Honda, and she just signed for it. And then I've been having a car ever since, renting it out, splitting the profit with her. You do 50-50 for her, or you do 60-40, or how's that work? I do 50-50 on the profit because she ended for the long run. Like, we going to end up... Like, paying that car off, trading it in, getting more cars. Like, she just, we just talked the other day, and she was talking about uh, we should refinance that car and get some more cars. Are you so, are, are you actively looking for investors like that? Uh, Yeah, I always tell people, like, when people are actually interested in Toro, I be telling them, like, you can start on your own, or you can just hop in with me a five-star car rental business with, uh, I got, like, clients that come every month. Oh, you already have your clients. Yeah, I have clients that come every month. About like I would say about four. I got a, a lawyer from Houston. He's my good buddy. Like he always brings gifts and gives me tips and rent the cars out every month. That's right. And then it's like there's people that hit me up like, oh yeah, I rented it from you. Like, do you have any available? And I'll be like, nah, sorry, I don't have none right now. But I'll let you know. And if I had more people with cars, then I would have enough cars for the people. Like. And that's Gucci because technically you're only doing 50-50 of the profit, right? So yeah, right. the profit. Damn. It is really good for the person who car it is. Yeah, hell you get yeah. a paid-off car and 50% profit. I'm just asking Te- for some off the top. Like, Yeah, I was going to say I'm you're technically greedy. only making, what, a quarter of what you're yeah. of what you're bringing in. You're you Like what you're me? making and then the person is making literally like the car is being paid off and they're getting some money on top of that. Yeah, like say we make 1400 for the month and our expenses on that car for the month like 800 was 800. So then we got that 600 po- profit we split it. That's 300 300, right? But they, Damn, that no, <laughs> I'm just saying it makes sense. Plus the expense money Yeah, like, It makes sense though. Damn, yeah. that's that's actually really good. That's a really good investment opportunity. I'm surprised no one, like you haven't had more people I mean, trying to hop on. A lot of people they just be iffy about stuff, and then mainly Wait. you have to work on your credit to hop yeah. in this business. Like people, they could hop in with cash, but I just try to tell them like, nah, I don't want to do business with you if you want to hop in with cash, mm. because like 
It's just you, you're risking too much for me, and that's not that's not a smart move. Is that is that too much? You would say pressure on you as a, as a partner to to be like, yeah, if like, I were to give you a fully paid off car, right? That would be like too much pressure for you. Would say, uh, no, that's not too much pressure. What's too much pressure is you'd be like, yo, Donovan, I got five thousand, like, uh, let's go buy a car off or offer up. Then I'm just like, bro, like, all right. So say we make a thousand a month, we're not gonna be making none until like the summertime. True. Right. Right. <laughs> so, right, so his. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. That, so the theory pretty much goes: let's get it financed. Eventually, we'll refinance. Yeah, zero down. Get it signed. We're already making revenue. We're already making profit. It's getting yeah. paid, paid off by itself. Eventually, our we'll have some equity in the vehicle to refinance. Refinance that. Trade it in. Get more cars. Right. Gotcha. You're building up from zeros. So your your return on investment. It's an infinite percent. See, I just like how I click to this me? shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, like how I click sense. into yeah, this, bro. Like, I just know like, all this. This is crazy. You're starting off with zero. So if this business crashes and burns, even though it won't, mm-hmm. you didn't take no loss. Yeah. And nobody's mad at nobody. Yeah. We're back to our normal lives again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I never <laughs> met you. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you keep a car and you probably made right. some profit on yeah. top of that and you're good. Like, right, yeah, right. technically he's right. I mean, unless... Yeah, I would. Yeah, if you're going in there with cash, you're kind of shitting yourself in the foot when it goes to Toro, then, huh? And yeah, I don't have that cash. Like, I don't have extra cash laying around to buy a car to sit there and be having to spend my money and not making the money back yet. True. Like, right. I mean, unless I you get that money that, quick, right? Yeah, but you can only make a max certain amount per car on Toro. It's not like you could do anything more to make more revenue. You, you just need more cars, yeah. Like, it's not like people are going to be smoking in your car and you're going to keep charging them smoking fees. you probably get one or two of those a month, and that'll boost your income up. You might get one cleaning fee. You might get some refueling fees, but it's not like... You're not going to be getting a lot of that. So you can basically predict how much you're going to make yeah. pretty accurately like pretty every, every month. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Damn, so it's mainly a numbers game when it comes to Turo then. Yeah. For me, I tell people you really want to get in on a good deal. Like You got to think about your entrance and your exit strategy. You want to ent- enter the deal with like a low car rate, mm-hmm. lowest possible interest rate. Because on that end, you're going to make more money. Like, instead of having a 20% interest car rate, now you're paying an extra $100 a month. Hell you yeah. got to have a 10% interest on your car rate, and then you're not paying that extra 100 That's going in your pocket. You feel me? Yeah. Because, like, say I'm telling you, you're only going to make, like, 1400 1500 max off of a, a econ, econ, economical car. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. Hondas, Malibus, Mazdas, Corollas, Camrys, cars like that. Yeah, cars like that. Uh you're not gonna make that much. You can't make three thousand a month with a Corolla. Can we so, make? Can you make three thousand? Like, let's say it's a suburban or a or a Tahoe or something. Is that your phone, bro? Oh yeah, my bad, <laughs> my bad, my bad bro. Just real quick. But uh, uh, suburban or a Tahoe? You know, I haven't gotten into like more passengers in a vehicle. Like, but people have asked me about it, and a lot of people—not a lot of people, but some people—they canceled their trips because they're like, "Oh, now we have eight people coming." Mm. And I only got a five-passenger vehicle, so. But do you think, like, for example, if we were, theoretically, right, we uh-huh. we, we partner up and uh, we go get a, a Suburban or something, you know, just for some people that have big parties, right? Right. Is the charge for a bigger vehicle obviously more than, than a smaller vehicle, or how does that would, work? I would believe so, but I'm not going to, like, 
I'm not going to say like, yeah, you can't make more money with it because I haven't did it. Yeah. I'm only talking about stuff that I've did through trial and error. Like, Facts. I I didn't watch no YouTube videos about this, bro. I promise you. You just, you just jumped into it? I just it? jumped in and like, I'm like messing with the numbers, the uh, airport delivery fees and stuff. Probably after a year, I'm like, let me watch some YouTube videos so I can get some little tips. <laughs> And start really networking and talking with people. Right. And I start meeting more people that do Toro, like, at the car wash and stuff. But a lot of my strategy was just off of, like, me knowing about business and just trying different things. And then learning different things. Like, like basically, like, the car wash. You need a car wash subscription. Don't go wash your car after every trip for $5. Right. Then you had 10 trips. You washed it five times. That was $50. When you could have got a subscription for $25. Unlimited car washes all month. Right. Mm. You know, right. Yeah, that yeah. was one thing I had to learn, but that was after a few months. So in the beginning, I feel like I left a lot of money on the table. You know, and like these tips is going to get you all your money from the get-go. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're speaking from experience, bro. Yeah. You feel me? And not only that, but you, you're making money. You have the revenue. You have the app. You have everything. It's proved it. Now, how do you think you could scale that business, you know, with the right team? Because obviously, essentially, you're just a rental car business, right? So you're yeah. t- you're pretty much what an Experian. You're pretty much one of those companies, right? Uh, yep. So how how I mean, like an enterprise or something? Yeah, like, that, like but I'm trying to figure out how how would you how how do you plan to grow that? Well, basically, or how could someone th- grow that? I thought I was building a team. Like I was getting my friends. You feel me? I'm like, yeah, my friends need help. I need help. This is a good opportunity for all of us. But it's not good to hire your friends because in reality, they don't want to work for you. (laughs) They don't want you to be their boss, bro. They're your friends. Yeah. Like either they're going to work with you or they're not going to work for you the right way how you want to. You get me? So now I just have to find people that want to hop in a business and have a car with me. So now they're fully invested like me or I have to find like good workers. Hell yeah. You know? and. Good. That that really messed me up last year. That was my biggest problem. That's why I'm back down to the two cars because I had a lot of people helping me, but they was costing me money. You know, mm. like when you're showing up late, you might scratch the car. Like all type of stuff didn't happen. I didn't have people break stuff in the car. Like, so what then, what happens when, for example, because I remember one time you told me that you 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 had to pick up your car and it had gunshots on it. Oh yeah, that just recently happened with the Malibu. I believe that was like in October, twenty twenty three. Yeah, because I remember you told me you were mad that day when we when I seen you and you're yeah, like, like I was like, what's up, bro? He was like, crazy. hey man, he's like, they shot up my car and I was like, <laughs> what? And he said, but it was it was a client yeah, at that yeah. time who had rented it. So yeah, what the what? How does trouble work when something like that happens, bro? When there's some I mean, type of damage, they really work with you. Like you get on the phone and especially because I'm a power host. You know, what, I be, what's that mean? A power host is when you get four cars on there and you have five star reviews and everything is going good. You feel me? But it's like basically when you get to power host level, they assign you account manager that's supposed to help you make more money. But I didn't really talk to that guy. He just let me know that I was doing good. And then uh, they just they really help you out and they get everything done fast. Like the guy that got the car shot up, he had took the key and left it at the airport. So they reimbursed me for everything as far as the key, the uh, parking fee, and they got me to get it towed out the airport. But the insurance, I had a $2,500 deductible with Turo. 
Because Turo, that's why I forgot to tell y'all, they have a split. I started off with a 75-25 split. But then I start thinking, like, bro, these cars are barely, like, getting damaged by the renters. I'm having renters come through LAX with their family, go to Disneyland, right. <laughs> come back. Like, nothing's going to happen. So I just started doing a 90-10 split. That's what I was saying. I used to leave, like, an extra 15% on the table for Turo to have. So you're, you're allowed to select that? Yeah, like your splits you want to do. They yeah. have 40, 60, 75, 25, uh, 80, 20, then the 90, 10. So what would be a reason to ever go lower? Uh, lower deductible. Oh. That 75, 25 split, you get a $1,000 deductible. Okay. Yeah, that's basically like their insurance for you. But I go with the $2,500 deductible because I've been in business for a while. So, mm. you know, I had enough time to save up the 2500 So just in case something do happen, I'll have that deductible ready mm. on hand. Like, that's how you have to play that. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's right. Now, damn, bro. I, I, <laughs> I didn't not, know about that I'm one right there because I didn't even ask you about that one when oh, we talked yeah, about it. So yeah. that's just that's some fresh information for me. The Malibu situation, like I said, um... Like, with the five cars, because I had five cars on there at the time of this happening. And then the people that I had working for me, like, they wasn't as reliable. So, it was it's more stressful. Like, you know, trying to do everything. I'm calling people. That they're not answering. Like, all type of stuff was going on. I'm way at work. Like, bro, where's the car at? Like, these people, is, <laughs> they just landed. Like, they just came from New York. I know they want the car right now. Yeah, like, yeah. And... I just like to be good with my customer service. Like, Hell it's yeah, a big same. customer service game. Yeah. That's where you're going to make the most money, you know, just being polite to people and, you know, dealing with them on a professional level. Yeah. But, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. Uh, what about the fees? Let's talk about the fees on Turo. Um, what kind of fees do they take out out of your profit, out of your revenue? Like, as far as Turo, like with that 90-10 split? Yeah. Uh, basically, they're 10% is for them and then it's like for their insurance right but what they don't tell you is they have hidden fees like if you ever have a customer send you their invoice or their receipt the trip could be 250 like it's say 250 on your receipt but on their receipt it says 400 dollars. like oh it's man. always more on their receipt right. Toro has hidden fees that's mm -hmm. what they don't tell you about damn so have you ever okay have you ever rented outside of Toro? yeah Plenty of times. And it works out better or? It, I wouldn't say it works out better. I feel like it's more of a risk when you do that, especially because I don't have it set up right yet. And that's one of my goals this year is to set up my own private car rental company. Oh, okay. Like I have a Completely business like entity set up like LLC. I have that set up. But you also need to have certain license and yeah. in play and then have a certain type of insurance for the cars. Do you have an LLC S Corp? Uh, I got an LLC. Get the S Corp. Um, Switch it. I don't think I have an S-Corp. Get the LLC S-Corp, though. Oh, get the S-Corp? Get, get that, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, That's what yeah. I have for my detailing business. Yeah. So, essentially, what it is is an LLC is just to protect you, right? Right. Essentially, what S LLC S-Corp is, and, I mean, I think Kevin will probably watch this and tell me if I'm <laughs> yeah. wrong or not, yeah. but I'm pretty much, I think I'm right. Um, It's an LLC, but then the S-Corp allows you to become an employee of the LLC you own. Okay. So yeah, now you could now you could become a W two to your own LLC. Right. You feel me? You just pay payroll taxes and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. obviously that you know kind of kills your profit or whatever. But now you have a W two, 
So anytime you want to go for a loan or a car loan or anything like that, you're showing them a W-2. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's yeah, from no, your own I, business. I know about that, yeah. Oh, okay. With the ADP, payroll services and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So pretty much that's an LLC escort. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an LLC, but it's structured like an escort. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird, but it's pretty much like a hybrid, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, damn, bro. I think man, that's crazy, though. The Turo, I didn't think it, I didn't think, I mean, I knew you were telling me you made money, but I didn't think it was that easy to just start and then you're making money the first month. I'm telling you, you could just hop in there. And it's like really the pitch, I forgot to tell you all, the pictures I was taking, they're yeah. good pictures, like, you know, nice lighting. Oh, so you got to, you. so is that one thing about getting your cars rented? Like you have to take nice pictures, your marketing yeah. has to be on point. Yeah, and then your description of the car, like I went to one of the like, Top people on Turo and just throw their description and re-edit it. Like, you don't have to invent nothing. You, you just yeah. work and fix on what people already have out there. Because right. I'm pretty sure that guy got it off somebody else, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I know that is because I've done that shit plenty of times. Yeah. Like, where I take stuff and I just put words in my own words and yeah, then sure. just pretty much use their platform, their yeah. floor mat. You know what I'm saying? Now, um, you have two cars right now. In six to five, I mean, it's six months to one year, how many cars do you plan to have? Well, right now I have three cars, but I have two cars on Turo. Okay. So the Mazda, I use it and I rent it out privately sometimes. Okay. Like to people that I trust or my owner to the uh, the house that I stay at. It's like multiple houses on the same property and he do Airbnb at some of them. Sometimes them people, they need a car, so... I rent it to them privately just because I know you're staying right here. <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then make sure you have tracking devices in your cars. That's mm. the main thing. Well, you put airdrops in there? Or what? I got air tags and tracking device that I plug in that monitors the speed limit, everything. You feel me? One, oh, shit. One-step GPS. You can get tracking devices for cheap. Oh, Is okay. it what you fucking plug it into the, to the little thing under the steering wheel? Yeah. Yep. And it just stays there? Yes. Yeah, and then there. obviously they don't know about it unless nah, they check. Yeah, unless they check. Damn. And then you have an air tag just in case. J- just in case I have the air tag too. Yeah. Where do you keep the air tag? Uh, like like the by back the seat? fifth wheel. Okay. Like, so like all the way in the, the back trunk. in the trunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Under the fifth wheel. Yeah. So unless you're really <laughs> trying to look for it. But why would you be trying to take the air tag out? Like people, I get them text messages. Oh, is it an air tag in the car? I think someone put one. I'm like, no worries. Like. That's my air tag, yeah. you know, so I can make sure my cars are safe. Like yeah. it's insurance. Yeah, right. You know, I'm not trying to follow you. <laughs> oh, because yeah, yeah. it, it notifies your phone. Yeah, like if you. Have I didn't know iPhone, that, bro. I didn't know that. Close to it, yeah, yeah. It tells. It doesn't matter where you are. Like if you, let's say your dog has it or something, you go next to somebody else, they'll get a notification. Oh, uh, an the reason why I say you. that, bro, is because I, you know, I deal with clients and stuff like that, and sometimes they hand me keys with air tags. Yeah, and I'll just put it in my van and you know do my thing. Um, but I've never gotten a notification. That's why, like, I'm kind of shocked that you're telling it's me that. It's random, though. Like, they'll have the car for three days, then get the notification. I'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> 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 hey, bro, they're probably thinking yeah. someone's, like, yeah, like trying to yeah. hunt them down yeah, or honestly, something, bro. Yeah. Be like, and honestly, at that point, it's too late, right? <laughs> you're three days in, it's, like, kind <laughs> of, like, bro, I already know <laughs> where you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the Turtle app, let me ask you this. Can someone get your car and drive it all the way to Vegas? Could they drive it out of state? Is that, like, fine? I mean, or? Yeah, you got to restrict stuff that you don't want to happen, basically. Okay. So, I don't mind, though. Like, I let people drive to Vegas. A lot of people... Because, look, I got two type of renters. I got people flying in and people driving out. 
Okay. You get what I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. that lives in LA that rents your car off Toro, they're driving out of town. Right. You just gotta know that, bro. Like most likely they're gonna pull up in their car, get in your car, <laughs> drive out of town because they don't want to use the miles. And that's another thing. I do unlimited miles because I'm competing with a lot of car rental companies by LAX and they have unlimited miles. So me sitting on Toro having two hundred mile limit per day. You're not gonna get your car rented out. Yeah. No, you might, but not like high utilization like me. Like I'm getting it rented out every day. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I really want to join in now. Like <laughs> three a couple hundred dollars plus my car note. That's that's Gucci, bro. Uh, that's yeah, Gucci. Yeah. And then well, I mean, it just sucks because I'm like, well, I'll buy a used one. But he's saying it just doesn't work out that way. It's better to just finance. Because yeah. I remember when we mm-hmm. when we initially started talking about this, I was like, Well, what if I just get like 20 grand, bro, and I yeah. buy, like, two cars, and you're you like, bro, it don't cash. work. You're like, bro, it don't work that way. And I'm like, like what you <laughs> right, mean, bro? We right. already own the cars. It's nothing but profit. Yeah. And you're like, bro, but you got to see it this way. He's like, we're not really going to make money until, like, six months, ten months from now, bro. Right. Like, right. And it's like, I was, all right, I feel it. it. Yeah. But, I mean, that cash flow would be nice, though, because the cash, the cash flow nice. would be crazy. But, like you said, we're still in the negative. Yeah. You feel me? That's why when I got shot and I wanted to double down, that's all I was thinking about. I'm like, bro, if I get to 10 cars, I could be making like 5000 a month. That's all I was thinking about. 10 cars? Cause, yeah. yeah so that's... with the five, I made like 2500 to 3000 a month right. when I had the five one there. So that was smooth at the time because I have like other stuff that I'm doing too. 25000 2500 Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Wait, I said 25000 No, I think you said $2,500. Oh, right? I, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, he was I think, like, I'm in. <laughs> I think my head, bro, is just is just thinking about that cash flow, my boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I couldn't walk, but I could drive with my right foot. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get these cars and drive them. <laughs> Damn. So, wait, how'd you, get, how, so how'd you go from five cars to two cars? Can you tell us that story? Well... Yeah, the Malibu got shot up. I ended up getting the uh, insurance money and just returning it to them. Oh. Like, returning the car. And then, you know, I'm going to just pay the difference. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. The car note. So, that was my way of getting out that deal. That and was just a loss, though, right? Yeah, it's just it's a loss. And you could write it off. You get yeah, under LLC. Yeah. Right. But um, basically, like, that's why I say trial and error, like, I've been, I've been through a lot with this business, so I know, like, when people hit your car, you got to take these steps, and I know what you got to do. So, like, me knowing that I'm going to have to pay every month for this car, and then they're going to take three months to fix it, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to take that much of a loss. So I just gave it back to them, got out of that deal, because I already know, like, we gotta I, need to, up with Eric, bro. I need to build a team. Like, yeah. I need to build a team. I didn't have a reliable team, so I'm like, I need to go down to two or three cars anyway. So that was my way of getting rid of that car. And then the other little Honda that I had, I had a 2020 Honda Accord. I forgot to tell y'all. I went and bought that the same day the, uh, my cousin Fram bought her car, so we both had Honda Accords. But I ended up giving mines back because I was like, I can't deal with this. It was a high interest rate because I already had three car loans, and they're like, what you need a fourth one <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you we'll give you a car seventeen percent interest and I was like, All right. You know, yeah, like I'm like you're just thinking about the cash flow. flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, bro, I'm like, okay, I'm not giving y'all no money today, right? And they're like, Okay, it's cool, it's cool. Right. But your car knows like seven hundred something a month. I'm like, All right, bro. You know, right. I'm I'm gonna make like fourteen hundred a month. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have like around four hundred, five hundred dollars cash flow with this car. And then for the first forty five days, I don't have to pay nothing on the car. 
So that's basically all revenue coming in, and I get to stack that. Hell yeah. yeah. Damn, bro. That shit's really some quick money, low-key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're signing your life away, low-key, with that form, right? But <laughs> as long as it's paying itself, yeah. it's straight. Yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, it's a five-year contract. But if you really think about it, though, this is exactly how real estate works. With with buying rental income properties and then renting those rental properties out, yeah, that's exactly that's literally concept. exactly yeah. how on the lower right. scale that yeah. you could hop in if you don't have like the uh, down payment for a house. Yeah, what I was gonna say you was know. technically mm. what 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 Turo is is oh, is a Turo is pretty much a real estate management company that manages these properties for people, right? You could say, mm-hmm. and then um, you know as they get renters, the the, the owners only getting cash flow. Mm-hmm. So right. technically, the Turo game is a baby. It's a baby business of a real estate business. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it. You feel me? They're marketing like that's their main job: marketing Turo. Yeah, because Turo is just literally just a like a platform where you put your, your car in, and then they're doing the work. Yeah, they're putting in the yeah. Right, they're the ones right. putting it into the commercials, yeah. into the airline, yeah, sure, into whatever. Sure, sure. Damn, bro, that business model is amazing. You know, like, because I couldn't market my car to somebody in China in one day. Yeah. Yeah. How would you, how would you even find that person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only. do it on there and they They found that person. Yeah, they found it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you eventually want to get like a fucking like dealership type thing where like people roll up and you have a bunch of cars just there where they can pick out from or what or. Yeah. Like that's why I was talking about my entrance and exit strategy. When I first started year one, I did not think about that. I'm just like, I'm renting cars out and get them paid off in five years. I'm gonna have a bunch of cars just all around LA. But the thing is these cars, they depreciate and then you got maintenance, all type of stuff going on. Miles getting too high. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want a car that got 200,000 miles on it. Like, you should have been sold it. When you got a car rental company, right, you got to right. get rid of that car and trade up to the newer car with zero miles on it. Like, that's your goal, to get cars with zero miles on it so you can run them the whole five years. Because yeah. you would say on average, they'll probably drive like twenty five to uh, 35,000 miles a year in your car. Car rentals, like because so you know they're driving a little more than the average person. Yeah, definitely. So if you do get a used one, you want to get something around fifty to sixty thousand miles. Yeah, and to be safe. Yeah, lower than that. Okay. Lower than fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah, because like I said, say you do thirty thousand and you're already at fifty thousand, you're only gonna have like three years with that car. You get what I'm saying? Before you get to almost one fifty. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I was just thinking about that. two years. That's yeah, why I was thinking fifty thousand. I was like, fifty thousand oh, yeah, will yeah. get me to a hundred thousand. Once I'm at yeah, hundred thousand, we drop in. that and then we get a new one. Yeah, that that's a good strategy. That's why I say you got to think about that entrance and exit strategy. Right. So my strategy is right now I got these cars. I'm end up trading them and getting newer cars, getting more investors and partners to come in, get more cars, and basically we're gonna keep doing that. And when we got paid off cars that we want to get rid of, and it's a lot of them. We're going to get some real estate, basically a lot, start our dealership and car rental company out the side of it, and then basically that's how we're going to get rid of the cars, get new cars, and we're just going to keep cycling, Same cycling the process. Right. See, my boy Donovan, he already got he already got the man on the mission, right? right? He got yeah, it, yeah, the yeah, blueprint yeah. ready to go. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I'll ha- probably I be an paid. investor, bro. No cap, bro. <laughs> 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 I mean, you know, my, you know, we, we talked about like me uh, rebuilding a credit and stuff like that because I'm right. trying to get to 850. 
Yeah. I mean, I was at 800. Be- I was at 800 before, but I'm trying to get at like the max level already. Yeah. You feel me? But dude, I, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm in crypto too, so I'm waiting for that crypto bull bull market to hit, right. stuff like that. So once we do cash out, because I'm trying to get into real estate. But at the end of the day, bro, this seems like a better cash flow opportunity than real estate. It's faster, you know. You could get in right now, and you could get in real estate later. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it just just seems like maybe I could buy some real estate, and then whatever I have left over, I could get a two two cars, and then you know have cash flow from both. Because you want to diversify too. Yeah. Right. It's good to diversify. Damn, bro. Nah, I think you got that shit on on the on, like on lock, bro. Like. Yeah, I think I got it. Because we talked about it, but like since we never really like deep dived into it like today like now i'm like really thinking about it. I'm like damn my boy don like he got that shit like down i'm telling you i've been doing it like this is all i've been doing for the past two years you been not not all i've been doing but for the past two years i've been, been focused dedicate on my life to this almost every day like right now i just dropped the cars off on thursday and just luckily i haven't had anything to do till monday because they're out on trips right now so you know, making me Residual income every day. That's how passive, I look at it. Passive income. Well, yeah. uh, would, it, would you consider it passive income even though you're still putting in some work? I mean, these days they're passive, you know. Yeah. But, but the day on, you actually got to pick it yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> drop it off. It's, it's active. You get yeah, hell saying? yeah. It could be passive as soon as I built that team now, let and me, train them. Yeah. Let me ask you this, bro. Does it matter what kind, like, like, does it matter if I buy a Mercedes-Benz tomorrow to partner with you or a Honda Accord? Like, does it really matter what brands and, and how the price of the rental companies would go with those brands? Honestly, like, for me, like... Because uh, you know how some people feel niche, fly in, like, a yeah. Benz, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. My niche, though, is to offer affordable cars to the to the uh, community. Okay. And, and to, like, the world, basically. Like, people flying in. I want to offer affordable cars for, like, families and... People like that. I don't really want them people that want to drive a Benz. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's more riskier when you... Like, of course, you're going to make, like, $80 a day off of a C300 Benz. Like, you know, something basic. You know, you can get in with a C300, and it's probably around the same amount as my cars. But it's like, come on, now you might get young people to rent it, and they want to drive fast and do all of that. You might as well just stick to, like, basic economical cars. And I feel like you're providing more valuable... I mean, providing more value to society that way. Like, the other day, like, these two little girls came out here with their mom, and they flew in LAX, and they ended up giving me a ride because it was raining. Because usually I get on the train and go home, like, when I drop the cars off. They gave me a ride to the uh, to the train. It's raining, basically. Uh, they was just so happy, and that's what I like to see. You get what I'm saying? Like, them two little girls, because I have a daughter myself. They just happy. They flew into L.A., and now got in the car. Yeah, they get in the car. My car. Like, you get what I'm saying? I feel good. Like, y'all get to drive my car around town, have fun, and do what y'all do. Hell you yeah. Know? And we live in Los Angeles. Like, this is one of the biggest markets for car rental companies, bro. That's True. what people are sleeping on. Not only that, but I mean, bro, it's either you're going to get picked up by an Uber or picked up by a taxi to take you to a car rental company. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got my boy Don, who will literally take it to you at the airport. And eventually, he'll have employees do that for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And right. I'm actually glad you put us on game, bro. And why are you, let me ask you this, bro. Why are you so open to talking about this? Because, you know, a lot of people are secretive. A lot of people, when they have a good good business idea, a good plan, they're, they're not sharing it with other people. Why do you share it? You know, I just want everybody to uh, everybody to make it in life. Like, that's my overall goal. You know, I'm a religious person, and I tell God, you know, to bless me and bless others. And I feel like... 
if he's sitting here blessing me with the knowledge and the understanding of how to work Turo, he wants me to bless. I'm asking him, can he bless others? He just blessed me with the knowledge. So I need to spread the knowledge to yeah. people or I'm not doing it the right way, I feel like. And, and to be honest, like some people, I feel like in the beginning, they might have wanted to uh, tell people like, oh, this is how you do it. But a lot of people don't listen. Yeah. And then it's like you're just wasting your time. Well, you damn. Know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but then after you listen to it, you're like, damn, I need to go get a car by tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's you, though. Yeah. You know, I didn't told over 100 people about Turo and how to work it. Like, and you know, like, like, I'm telling you, I didn't have my friends work with me, and I didn't tell them, like, bro, work on your credit. Like, you know, I'll go with you to get your driver license and all of that. You can use one of my cars to get it. You know, everybody doesn't want to do stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. What do you, what do you think it is, bro? Because I think that's in both our communities that we have that, like, you know how many people I try putting on stocks and crypto and, and, yeah, like, and like stuff like that, and they don't want to listen? <laughs> like, like, what do you think that is? Or where do you think that comes from? You know, it, it's more deeper than anything I could just say right here because, like, it got to do with their personal life. You know, mm. it's all about mindset. You know what I'm saying? And that's another thing. Like, you can't just hop in a tour with the wrong mindset. You know, like, I didn't have people, like, I tell them about it, and they be like, all right, I'm going to do it. And they like, all right, but I'm going to just rent it out on weekends and stuff. And they don't mm. really listen to what I say. They just like, oh, it seems easy because Donovan is doing it. But they didn't really listen to what I said and the tips. Because right. they don't understand so the business model of it. They don't understand how you're going to actually make money off yeah. of it. They don't understand where the money's coming from, how the money comes in, and and how you're so, and you're not even supposed to technically touch the car. Like, yes, you own that car, but you mm -hmm. technically don't own that car. Nah, that yeah, exactly. That's what I forgot to tell y'all. You got to emotionally detach yourself from, from these car. cars. Yeah. Like, these Bro, cars I'm are like... You. <laughs> like, he was yeah. like, when my car got shot up, like, he, even though he said I was mad, but he was still asking, like... You don't seem as mad as you should. Yeah. I was telling him, too. Yeah. Bro, what? I was like, I'll be pissed, bro. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, bro, like, it's nothing I can do but take the right steps from here. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if yeah. somebody break the car or scratch the car, you should have knew that was bound to happen. Accidents Facts. happen in life. Facts. You know I, mean? I can't get mad at them. Facts. You know? yeah. Facts. And I can't be like, man, fuck Toro, like... My car keep getting scratched up by the curb. Mm -hmm. People are going to scratch your car by the curb because they like the rims and like, stuff. Yeah, they're going to scratch the rims, all of that. I like, know a good mm -hmm. rim guy, too. But guess what? Guess what? When people get in your car, they don't really too much be worried about them scratches, bro. They're not even going to see them most of the time. They're driving the car. Right. As long as that interior smells good, it's clean and it's nice, everything works in there, you're good to go. Right. You see? can have a big dent on the door. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. 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 See, I think, the car works. I think I'm a, I'll be a good investor with, with Donovan, man. I own a detailing business. I know a good yeah, body shop. Go. I know a good body <laughs> shop. You remember I was telling you yeah. about Eric? Yeah. We, well, you, like I was telling you, that guy, the, my body shop guy, we're going to do the Spanish series soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that next month coming up. Um, but yeah, bro, he he'll get you like right couple days, bro, like turnaround time. But Man. again, he's just the type of dude where it's like cash, you know, stuff like that. But as long as you got it, he'll it's get you right in three days. Know people like that though when you're doing this. You yeah, because I mean, he owns a private body shop. Yeah. So like home, like he he owns half of a body shop, and then he fully owns a private body shop. That's so good. like the half, the one that he owns half of, he works in like as an employee. And kinda, he takes you insurance, me? right, through his private body shop. I think he does, yeah. He okay, should. See, if he takes insurance and you know somebody like that, that's perfect. You know why? I'll ask him. Because the, the, the deductible. 
Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like when people own private body shops and they, you know, they're your friends, the service could be 5000 but they could write 6000 on the invoice, knock your deductible out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's good to know people like that. There's ways around stuff. You know, you just got to learn how to the operate yeah, right. in the business. Right. Damn. So, but did you know someone? I thought, you, or you don't know somebody yet? Yeah, I didn't know him, but I talked to them. Like, you know, when I met that person, I talked to them and I told them, like, this is what I'm trying to do. And, you know, they worked with me. They even gave me a loaner vehicle and stuff. Like, so, you know, you just got to talk to people. You just got to network. network. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about networking. Do you think networking is a big, big key to Turo? Yeah, and Turo could actually help your networking skills because mm. you're meeting so many people. Like, Business people, people coming out to LA to do stuff, right. like from all walks of life, you are gonna meet people. Damn, that's I didn't met probably. I don't want to exaggerate, bro, but I know I didn't met over a thousand people doing Toro. You know what I'm saying? You've Five had already already a thousand trips. Yeah, over a thousand trips in two years. Yeah, damn. Do the math, bro. That's that's technically the cars being rented out every day almost for two years. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, when I had the five, no, yeah, it's over with the, with the five cars though. You get what I'm saying? Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just tripping. I'm like, damn, like for two cars, that's wild, bro. Nah, yeah, yeah. You had a time. When <laughs> I was you like, had those cars. Yeah. Chubby, sure. I was yeah. like, those cars didn't yeah. even get oil changes for the amount of time they're on the road, bro. <laughs> that's another thing. I I forgot the to maintenance. Bring up. Yeah, the maintenance. Mm-hmm. That's why you want to go to the dealership too. Okay, you know, because you get free maintenance for a couple years for or whatever. Two years, yeah, twenty five thousand miles. And, and will Turo cover any of that? Do they cover any fees for uh, oil changes or anything? Do know? they give you extra money or anything? Yeah, like nah. So that just comes out of your pocket. That's on you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that they will cover besides if there's like any damage? Any mm-hmm. other, anything else that they'll give you? No, nah, they just have their normal little smoking fee, cleaning fee, uh, late charge fee, you know, improper return fee. Uh, what else? Am I missing one? Yeah, I think that's about it. It's it's not a like I would say it's not a lot of extra money you can make on Turo, mm-hmm. you know. But it's decent. You get what I'm saying, and it's decent to get you started because they're they're marketing. They're a marketing company for car rental services. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So soon, like somebody like me that's been doing it for a while, like if I show you on my phone, bro, every contact with a car next to it is people that I rented the car to. So when I start my private car rental business. I'm going to just text blast all of them. Like, oh, this is my car rental business. You know, rent a right. car. I'm going to send you a coupon. Right. So you're just collecting all this data, this info yeah, to eventually. Clients. Yeah. Because that's all. That they got the clients. But now since I rent it to these people, I got the clients. Right. So I could separate myself mm-hmm. from them. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think the only thing you would have to do after that is just figure out a way to market internationally before someone flies in. Yeah. Which I already know how to market. Like, I took a course on marketing. Okay. Like, bro, when my car don't get booked on Turo, it's going to get booked that day because I'm going to market it myself. On, like, let people offer up and stuff? or No, nah, not offer up. Like, Instagram. Okay. You know? Like, I might, I just start doing TikTok. I might even run it on TikTok. Do you, you have. Know, run it on Facebook. Are you mm-hmm. doing this from your personal account or do you have a strictly business account where you're kind of like. No, I just do it from my personal account. I tried to make a business account for it, but I just feel like I don't pay enough attention to the business account because it's already getting booked out so many times. You get what I'm saying? So. I think the best thing for you to do, bro, would be delete your personal one and just have a business one. 
No, I, I feel you. You feel me? Yeah, like, yeah. like just to really, really focus and but the like you said, double is, down. I will on have it. to build up the follower base again. Like I already Facts. have followers. Then you might. Well, I just tell them, blast this out to your followers. Like reshare, reshare. Oh, so, okay. so basically, a few what thousand people gonna see the the Instagram post fast, and yeah. then within the next hour, it's just like people like, oh, like. Yeah, I, I don't have a driver license. Can can I rent a car? You know, I get all type of messages now. You, you be know? like, nah. And then it might be that one person like, oh yeah, bro. Like, how do I rent it? I'm like, click the link in the bio. Mm -hmm. Then it gets rented. Okay. You know, I guess the best thing you could do would be eventually maybe switch the name and the profile picture. Yeah, right? yeah. That would just pretty, make it and just make it into a business, business one. Scout. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I would say it would be cool though, and you'll probably be maybe one of the first ones where you could just go to an Instagram account to get a car. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That might be the future, but bro. But I'm going to have an actual website when I do it privately so they can go through, book it, put their card info in. All through Find you. the forms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be real legit. You already That's have all the legal be. stuff re uh, getting ready and stuff, too? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I did all my research. And basically what I'm waiting for right now is to fix my credit so I could go ahead and get all them cars. And then I need to work on my training videos. So when I build my team, they get the proper training. So when I have them cars, because it's just going to happen so fast, bro. Like, when my credit get right and I go to that dealership, I'm going to get, like, five cars in one day. The next day, I'm going to get, like, five more. And I'm mm -hmm. going to keep just trying to get the max amount of cars I could get for 15 days. Are you, when you bring in an investor, what is your process to bring in that investor? Is there a contract or how does that work out? Um, you know, like, I don't really... Like, we could have a written agreement, but it doesn't really matter to me. Like, a verbal agreement with me, I just, I'm going to stand on business. As long as you stand on business and we'll go to Denny's or IHOP or something and we'll have breakfast, brunch, lunch, whatever it is, and then we'll just talk, I'll fill you out. Like, you know, I'm not going to get in business with you if I don't like you as a person. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Of course. Like, it's no point. Just do it yourself. Like, I can give you tips. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's, it's going to be weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having to work. Yeah. Dude, just do that yeah. shit yourself, just bro. Do it. <laughs> like, damn, he's calling me again about how the profit looking like, bro. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, the person that's in business with me, she doesn't even bother me. Bro, the best stuff. way to right, do it is to right. check in. Just check in with him every two weeks. Yeah. Hey, how's yeah. everything going? Hey, bro, sure. everything's going good. We just got booked out. You know, these these first two weeks of the month, it looked pretty decent. These next two Little weeks, updates. Were, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Every two week update or something. But I think for future investors, bro, you should consider a written agreement. Yeah, you should because, like I, you said, you like, stand on business. Yeah, but you don't know if the other person's finna stand on business. Yeah, and that's the issue yeah. is, and that's you got to remember, bro. That written contract is not just to protect them; it's to protect you. Yeah, you feel me? But I'm just saying, bro, consider it. Cause like No, no, you're right. A written agreement is a good idea. Just be like, yo, we we're gonna co-own this car. Um, you know, whatever we make off true is split fifty fifty or whatever it may be. Sign here, sign here, let's go get it notarized. Yeah. You feel me? But yeah, no, I think you should consider that, bro, because like I mean, it, it this ain't the nineteen fifties no more, bro. We can't just be shaking on handshakes anymore, you know? Yeah. The loyalty then, and trust ain't ain't the same. Not too much random people though that I was trying to get yeah. to work with me. Yeah, it's people you know, right? You've yeah. yeah for a long time. But I'm gonna be real with you, bro. In order for you to really grow and scale, you you're probably gonna have to reach out to people you don't know. Yeah, you feel for me? Sure. And mm -hmm. and I tried to get. Well, I didn't try, but I thought I had an opportunity. Like with the uh, the one guy from Houston, basically kept coming out here and the lawyer. He, yeah, the lawyer. He's the lawyer for Dogwood Brands. 
I don't know if y'all know about them. They're no. in Houston, mm-hmm. but they're like a company that owns a lot of smaller companies. So okay. it's like a BlackRock. Uh, uh, it's, it's like a small, small scale of BlackRock. What's that? You know BlackRock? You know BlackRock? Nah. Okay. I like Berkshire Hathaway. Like yeah, you know some they, like some shit like oh, that. Okay. So yeah, BlackRock yeah. is like bigger than Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like a smaller version of that, but they're pretty big though too. But I haven't went and paid. Oh, I went and paid for my uh. My business plan? Yeah. Like, fire business plan. Paid this guy, like, one something nice. I showed it to the guy. And he like, yeah, I just got to talk to my people. He's like, wow, like, you're so smart. Like, how did you do this? And he's like, why are you not more ahead in life? And I was just telling him, like, my personal life. Like, this is what's going on. Mm. I can't get people to help me. And then he was just saying that he was going to help me, but... You know, things just, you yeah. know, it dwindled down to, like, all right, I'm going to just rent the car. Like, because I don't know what my associates are talking about. Like, they probably want to meet me and stuff. But it's just, like, opportunities, they're going to present themselves, and then I'm going to take the opportunity when I can. That's right. You, you feel me? Hell yeah. But right now, I'm just going through the motions with the two cars till I fix my credit and, like, Advanced. Yeah, because even if you want to take out a, a sick ass like hundred k business loan for your business, you need good credit. Exactly. Going back, because I we made an episode on this that cash is trash and credit is king. Yeah, you feel me? Facts. We made a whole episode about that and how like, bro, even for you to even start a business and get a, a good amount of funding, you need at least a six forty. Yeah, and six forty ain't that hard. Like, nah, nah, bro, you nah. can ha- you can you can stop paying some credit cards and still maintain a six forty. Yeah, you feel me? Like. It's not that hard to have a 640. But what I'm saying, though, is credit is fucking everything, bro. Like It is. But I was going to say, I feel like people focus on the number too much. Yeah, like, like when you, with money credit, coming in? No, the number, like how you said 640 is good. 640 is good, but if your credit profile sucks, 640 doesn't matter. True. Yeah. Like you're, you have to have like a diversified credit profile. That means credit cards, retail accounts, you know, maybe a loan. You know, it has to be different stuff on there. Yep. And then I would say you need to have your utilization way under 30. That's another big thing because people be like, oh, I have a good credit score with all these credit cards. But your utilization is 70%. Three cards maxed out. Yeah. Cards <laughs> yeah. Like, like, they're not going to give you a yeah, loan, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you got to pay this down first. Then yeah. you can get the loan. Right. So you got to look at the whole overall credit profile. Like, people, they tell me, like, my credit score is 700. We go to the dealership, they can't get a car. Yeah. Even you know, with a 700. Yeah, even mm-hmm. with a 700. You don't have that many credit cards, so bro. Just, mm-hmm. There's just little mm-hmm. details that go into it that you got to pretty much look yeah, out 100%. for. Yeah, Damn. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, speaking about your, your life and, and your story, tell us about that, bro, because something interesting about you is that you are you're, you're uh, you went to jail and stuff like that, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's speak on that since I know we've had other interviews and other other guests on here that have had the same experience and they've found found a way out you feel me and then you being our age i feel like we were probably going to be more mind-blowing because you did some time you came yeah. out and then you just went to full-time entrepreneurship on me like i've been on this entrepreneurship journey since i was yay high bro like i was knocking on doors with a little Notebook, like, oh, uh, $5, I'll wash your, sh- <laughs> I mean, I'll wash your car, I'll water the grass, like, bro, and having people really sign up and stuff in the neighborhood. <laughs> like, one day I made, like, $30 on the block, and I was, like, nine years old, bro, I swear. You see, that's but, funny, because I got the same story, bro. I made my first 800 bucks at eight years old. Oh, yeah. But it took me three true. months, though. Don't think oh, it was, okay, like, okay, overnight, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, It yeah, took yeah, me three yeah, months, yeah. but I made 800 bucks. Yeah, like, 
man, we've been entrepreneurs. Yeah. So I feel like I it started, runs in your blood, bro. I feel yeah. like you got to be kind of born with like, it. I ain't even going to lie, bro. Like, my dad was a hustler. My mom and my grandma are all hustlers. So, Same. I'm going to be a hustler. Like, Same. you know, I'm not going to go to school to be a doctor. And I thought I was when I was in high school. But as you grow older, you start realizing, like, how the world really works. And you start just getting in where you fit in mm-hmm. in life and, you know, trying to work that that area of expertise of life, you know. So that's that's basically what I was doing. And then I ended up graduating at uh, 16. So I had my landscaping business at 17. And this, and, and this, this wasn't was even in, in L.A., I was yeah, going to say. Yeah, this was in Vegas. You know, the landscaping market out there is, like, more open for new people. Mm. So I'm getting clients. I'm doing that, going to UNLV. But then I ended up dropping out. And, you know, like, because I was working at Carl's Jr., going to school and doing the landscaping business. I got overwhelmed. You know, Vegas weather conditions, they're crazy. Landscaping business start going down in the summer. I can't work outside, bro. It's 115 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, shit, I would just make that shit happen, okay? So, <laughs> basically, I was just like, how can I get some fast money? And that's where I fucked up when I was 17. You know, like, I tried to rob some place. And, you know, I thought I got away little cool little $300 I was finna use to invest in something else to make me some more money. But then they, the police, they had pulled up on me. Like, as soon as I was around the corner from the house, they made a U-turn. They got up on me. I started running. Long story short, I ended up getting caught going to juvie, turning 18 in juvie, getting certified, sent to the county. Then I bailed out. Uh, a year later, they gave me five years probation. Then uh, my grandma was finna pass. So I came back to Los Angeles, and I was on the run for, like, two years, I guess, till I got that situated. They ended up catching me riding a bike. And uh, I did, I did like, two months both times. I didn't do a lot of time. That's funny, though, that you were on the run for two years. I didn't know that. Yeah, like, I wouldn't say I was on the run. I just used that term because everybody used it. I just came out here because my granny was passing. But technically, you are on the run. I didn't want to go back, you yeah. know? Like, right. <laughs> right. like, my family just were out here grieving, bro. I'm trying to help my mom. Like, that's why I told the judge and everything. And she revoked the probation and gave me 120 days flat. Mm-hmm. And then, thank God, coronavirus started, bro. I got out of there in 10 days after I was sentenced. They called me and go home. <laughs> Damn. Damn. So, just yeah. luck went your way on that one. Yeah. So, now it's just like, boom, I got the felony on my record. So, that's just like, I can't work no regular job, you know? Yeah. I tried to work out on track, and I was working there for three weeks. Tried to clock in one day. They was like, yeah, you got to talk to HR about that. Go to HR. They're like, yeah, something popped up on your background. I'm like, bro, I've been working here three real, weeks. That's putting crazy. Putting in hard work for y'all. <laughs> you know Damn. what I'm saying? So like, you're already working. And yeah, then like hit you th- this felony stuff is serious. What? <laughs> yeah, Damn. Bro. So all I can do now is be an entrepreneur and get money, like, doing little side things. Do you think like, being in a position that you are, you know, you could easily victimize yourself, right? But... Being that you're not, do you feel like that's helping your entrepreneurial journey? Uh, wait, like, what do you mean by victimize myself? Like, because you know, like, I feel like a lot of people, bro, when they're when they're in the position that you were in, mm-hmm. they just be like, oh, I can't do nothing. Like, right, like, yeah, like my life is over. Like, like you feel me? Up. Like, like I'm gonna just be a fucking smoker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of limiting beliefs, but you know, like I said, well, I didn't even tell you. Like, my dad is from Jamaica. Oh, shit. And, and, like, if you ask my family, like, anybody around, like, 
He's the richest person they ever knew, bro. Like, he was really making money out here. So you you going to tell me that that man that didn't have no driver license, no social, no birth certificate from out here was making thousands of dollars mm. and I can't do it? Like, he, that's my dad. So. He, he was an illegal immigrant? Yeah. Oh, he got shoot. deported so you, twice. So oh, you, you, you technically grew up like us Mexicans. Type shit. You feel me? Like, I can relate to Mexicans on that, on yeah. that type of timing. I'm just saying because, like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't assume that. Nah. You feel me? No. They wouldn't assume. Because, bro, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, Everyone, when they think illegal, what's the first <laughs> thing that pops up in your head? Some freaking Mexican with a mustache. Yeah. Like, you're not thinking about no Chinese people, no black people, no uh, Asian people. Like, no one. You feel me? You're, yeah, not, think, you're not thinking about the whole world. Yeah. You feel me? So, it's kind of like you saying that is like it kind of opens the eyes maybe to someone that's listening right now. Yeah. Like, they need to start thinking at a, like, wider range of thinking. Because everyone me? comes here. It's not you know, just Mexicans. He came on, on a boat, bro. Like To Florida? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did. He did it the Cuban way? Yes, oh, bro. Oh, damn. Like, they, they on a little island. He came on a boat. So many people do that from the Caribbean. You know, like, people just talk about the Mexican border, bro. People not just coming through there. They coming all around the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Know? They trying to make money. And people, like, I didn't see so many people, like, even my friend's dad, you know, like, he didn't. I'm like, oh, damn, I might get deported and stuff. But I'm looking like, oh, like, you really be out here making money, taking care of your family. Like, right. like that's how people come out here and they, they do stuff. But people born here, I feel like they, like, privileged and entitled. And Facts. they think, like, oh, I should just get food stamps and government assistance. And y'all should take care of me. Y'all owe me money. Who the fuck is you talking to? <laughs> well, like, you know, who is y'all? Like, but you, you got to get up and go get But it. you know who's doing that right now? The Venezuelans. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the videos and stuff on, on Instagram? Nah, nah. Bro, I, I reposted one just the other day. Some fool has, like, a like a one-year-old baby, bro, and he's literally, like, he's speaking Spanish, though, and he's, like, literally saying, like, oh, this is, this is, I don't work because of her. She's the breadwinner. He's like, you know, she's born here in the U.S., so the U.S. gives her what's hers. Yeah. You feel me? Like, and and then I was telling, like, I was telling the uh, Adrian, I was, I was going to say the homie, like, he wasn't right here. <laughs> I was telling Adrian, like, bro, I, I, if we don't do something, like, maybe in the school system to teach them about how this, like, like this country really works or, like, teaching them about the economics. Because, like, think about it, bro. I think that's what really sets us up for failure, being born here and being raised here, is the fact that we go to school, mm-hmm. right? Elementary school, it's like whatever. It's like freaking fairy tales and rainbows, right? We're all having fun. Middle school, then you you might, you get some of the gang stuff. You know, you got to worry about other things as a kid. Yeah. And then you go to high school, and then it's just partying and getting drunk pretty much. And then, you know, for some people, smoking weed. Um, but not not to cut you off, that's what I be telling people too. Like, everybody life different. Like you said, like in middle school, you have to worry about the gang stuff. Yeah. That's been a thing my whole life. Like, okay. from my earliest memory. Okay. You know? Like, cause the the uh, neighborhoods I grew up in, like at just, six years old, bro, like the 18th streets was shooting at our building, like. Oh shit! You feel me? Yeah, and lived, it was just because black jungle. people were there. Yeah, like they was they was uh like basically the jungles, like with the BPS, yeah, yeah, yeah. BPS, yeah, yeah. You know, the 18th street don't get along with yeah. them, so yeah, I've, I've heard been it. seeing that, and it, it's like a lot of people they wouldn't even know about that, you know. Because I never, but I feel like nobody. it's a LA thing though. Like, uh, yeah, like that sure. that type of lifestyle, bro, us being worried about, like, oh, if I if I go to this block, you know, I'm going to get pressed by these people or whatever it may be. It's like, yeah. that's just an L.A. thing. You feel me? But what I'm saying, though, is, like, so you're right about that. Some people, like, you've had it your whole life. I probably had it more in my middle school life and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but what I was going to say was, 
because of those things, bro, we lose our real focus in life. Because exactly. those are just distractions, right? Those are distractions exactly. of, of life, right? So when we actually graduate high school, bro, we're low-key knuckleheads. Yeah. Like, this is my personal opinion, right? But I feel like we're knuckleheads because we don't know nothing about taxes, nothing about business, or nothing how this economy works, oh. or even how the political climate works. Yeah. You feel me? We don't even know how politics really works. You feel me? Because once we do go in there, we're, we're sounding ignorant to these older people. When in reality, it's their fault that the school system isn't teaching us the correct things. Yeah. You feel it's me? That's that public school system, though. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, LAUSD, bro. And then, yeah. and, then, and then growing up in LAUSD, all you heard was, we don't have money for this. We don't have money for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were always complaining about money. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you. I heard somebody say that LAUSD gets you ready for jail. And they kind of do, bro. It's they, they, crazy. So the, the It's like the same type of setup, like these bells and the way you got to go eat and how you just got to conform to how they're teaching you. Like, you shouldn't be learning like that. They call that the school to jail, school to prison uh, pipeline. Yeah. You believe in that? I do. Really? Yes. I feel like I kind of seen it, but I feel like at the same time, once you're in high school, it's kind of your, your like, that's kind of the age where you're kind of like, should I continue in school or should I do something? I feel like that's where you kind of discover yourself. But some people don't get that. Like you said, some people have different experiences. Yeah. You feel me? Because yeah. like with me, bro, I, I decided in sophomore year, I need to start making money. Yeah, for sure. You feel me? I was sophomore. Man. You feel me? But some people don't get that until they're like 30. <laughs> I, I think the it's problem true. is bro it's not built for people you know trying to start a business right what do they tell you like what, what do they tell you right you want to be a doctor yeah well they they you probably chose that because somebody was like what do you want to be when you yeah, grow up they was what, like, what's oh, your you're career smart, bro you should yeah. be a doctor and i'm yeah. like you know what i could save lives yeah <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> like, <laughs> right but it's like they're making you choose a career path instead of like oh well if you want to be a business owner there's nothing for you there like there's literally nothing so going to that that's the reason why i started this podcast was to well obviously you know i was telling you like for the hispanic community stuff like that but it's mainly for anyone that's willing to listen yeah i mean i'm just trying to reach my minority camp community and trying to see what what we could do with this and see if we could even make a difference bro because eventually i'd be it would be nice to know like bro what if there's a kid growing up right now listening to us and then one day he's like, yeah, you know, I used to listen to this guy named Mario and I, and, oh, I got into Turo because he had this guy named Donovan on there. Yeah. Right. And now he's like 25 multimillionaire. Little do we know, we created that millionaire yeah. because he all, all he did was listen this, to one podcast. Oh you feel me? And that's the reason, like going back to what you said, I was blessed to understand business. I was blessed to be in business at a young age. I was also blessed to come from a, a, a Mexican family from Mexico that, you know, is pretty entrepreneurial uh -huh. and is educated too, like college wise too, stuff like that. Um, so I learned that yes, college works, but if I really want to win in life, I got to start a business. Yeah. You feel me? Um, and I feel like, bro, like if we don't do something like this to even try to make an impact, are we ever going to see an impact? You Man. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we got, like if we're not doing something for our own communities, like to try to, take ourselves out of poverty or out of a certain mindset or out of any type of like cur generational curse that we may have. If we're not actually taking steps and like, you know, taking action, bro, we're never going to do shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? The ignorance is going to hold us back. Not only that, bro, but some of our culture stuff, like stuff that we see culturally in America with our communities are kind of toxic. Yeah. You feel me? Like we we're, we're low key teaching our youth, our future generations, the wrong stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, 
even with the Mexicans, bro, they got the the corridos that uh-huh. are like all they talk about is drug dealing and and, and cutting off heads and shit like that. Like what? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I was 13. <laughs> like I'll, I want to be a narco, bro. Like yeah. uh, like I want to be rich and famous like nah, that. You know the, what I'm saying? The music like, is influential. Bro, when I was a kid. I was like, bro, I'm gonna be the biggest dope dealer ever. <laughs> me bro. too, bro. I ain't gonna cap, bro. Oh, I was me. like, and then the homies used to be like, well, Mario, you're gonna be on one of those uh, narco videos with a comb over right there and a and an AR-15 and a, and a, and a, and a, and a bulletproof vest. And I was like, maybe <laughs> they were half right, bro. You had the comb over, <laughs> <laughs> you, you had the, the gun too. You got <laughs> I'm gonna, a- I don't got an AR, yeah. yeah, but I will get one one day, one day, one day. With that, that I want that's man, I want that to be my next baby. I want, I want an AR. I've been wanting one for the longest, but the California one is pretty, yeah. Damn, we just had okay, a little technical. Yeah. <laughs> We, we got a ghost in here or something, yeah. man. But anyways, bro, is there anything you want to leave uh, someone that's viewing right now with some additional knowledge, advice, or something that you could give out of, you know, your own personal experience? Uh, advice that I could give out would be, like, just stay away from limiting beliefs and people that try to limit you. We're all limitless, you know? Like, God made us in his image, and we're supposed to be creators and be able to make nothing out of I mean, make something out of nothing. nothing. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody's sitting here telling them that you're dumb and you're lazy and stuff, or you even thinking that yourself, you need to switch your whole mindset. That's what's holding you back, your mindset. Nothing, nobody is holding you back but yourself. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, like, like one limiting belief that I would have is, like, people would not be interested in stuff. So I sometimes I wouldn't even want to talk to people about certain stuff. So now I've been trying to talk to people more about how to do this and try to give them the knowledge. Because like you said, there's going to be that one boy that listen and I'm make him a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? So just, That's my goal. Just stay away from them limiting beliefs of I can't do this and oh, I'm not good enough, bro. Yes, you are good enough. And yes, you can do it. You know, like you might not be able to do it today or tomorrow because you're not conditioned enough. But as soon as you start conditioning your body and being disciplined and focusing, them limiting beliefs, they're going to go out the door. You're going to be up here, bro. You got that from reading books or you just got that from yourself? Yeah, like I didn't been to so many like, you know, like uh, like them real estate seminars, like with Chris Cron and people like that. And they talk about that. And I watch YouTube videos and I read books, you know. You like Grand Car- You like Grand Cardone? Yeah, Grand Cardone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah, fuck yeah. with that food. That's yeah, where I get real, bro. That's where yeah, I get the "Don't real. be a little bitch" stuff. From. <laughs> that's where I get it from. Because one time he took out a, a bracelet that said 10x, and yeah. then on the other side it said "Don't be a little bitch." And, yeah, and I, I was like, I was like, when I seen that, I was like, I need that. Like, I love that. Like, I just like the phrase "Don't be a little bitch." Yeah, you feel me? Because when I when I'm thinking like you said, when I'm thinking that I'm limited. I just be like, bro, don't be a little bitch. Let's go yeah, do that shit. You know? like, like a bitch right now. Yeah, <laughs> like, what you talking about, bro? But, like, then you learn that you're not supposed to call yourself a bitch. But yeah. then it's like, but then it's like, but I'm saying it in a motivational yeah. way. So it's like, you know, the perspective of it, right? Now, where do you see yourself in the next six months, bro? Uh, the next six months, bro, you know, it's hard to call it. Or especially right now with everything going on. Because I got, like, different parts of my life that I have to worry about. But as far as Turo in the next six months, I hope I'm able to fix my credit so I can show people that I'm going to get all these cars and I can start working on the team. And then as far as everything else goes, you know, just I want everything running smoothly, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to have a good operation in the next – or you want to start leading to a good operation in the next six months yeah. and then have that 
come to fruition in the next year. Oh, yeah, and I almost forgot I'm going to drop my brand, Major Motion. Oh, yeah, he was Chasing telling me. double M's. So, so yeah, yeah. speaking about that, it's going to be a, a, a like entrepreneurial motivational clothing brand. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's dope. Major Motions? Yeah, Major Motion. That's I'm a, I'm a double Chasing M's, bro. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah. You're going to have to send, send, show us some. We're going to have to have to bring you back on, talk about that, and show us some, some merch. Yeah, because I got the logo already, but before I start dropping anything, I want to trademark my logo. No, because yeah. I believe in it that much that I feel like somebody would steal it because I already yeah. had somebody. Is it say, that good? Yeah, somebody already said like, "Oh, my friend was working on something like that. Like, like, can you send it to me?" And, I, and you're like, "Yeah, I got you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't send nothing. I'm not. We can't do that. Like, damn, bro. So what? It, what is your plan with that though? Are you are you gonna do like limited? Limited release or something like after you trademark and stuff like that. Are you only gonna do like no? I'm I'm sell it like it's gonna be my brand and I'm fully promoting it with everything else. You get everything is gonna align. Just together. don't overbook. Just don't overdo yourself. Like don't order a hundred pieces and shit. No, 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 no I'm me? not gonna order. <laughs> like that's why I gotta work on my strategy. Like with business is always an entrance and an exit strategy. Of course. So either I'm gonna have people pre-order it or I'm gonna do like a survey and go around. Like, I have a lot of free time. I can go to Venice Beach, ask people questions, you know. Mm. I can do surveys and see how I could sell the clothes before I actually drop it. So right. I'm going to do I'm gonna do my research. But you got to also think about the niche. Is your niche going to be at Venice Beach? Uh, Yeah. Your business niche? I mean, yeah. Because you got to think about, like, what type of people I'm going to be meeting. I'm going to be meeting people from different states and cities mm. coming from out of town. And I'm going to be meeting, like, uh, basically, like, people. Like, honestly, bro, it's like Nike. Like, I'm trying to build a brand like Nike. Just okay. do it. Like, it's not just about uh, entrepreneurs. It's about anybody. Like, you can run track yeah. and major motion. You get what I'm saying? The message means whatever. Yeah, to whatever person. it means to you. Like, yeah. like how I guess Red Bull sponsors stuff. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I just automatically think uh, entrepreneurship, since I'm so into yeah. it, like... That's the way I see it. Damn, bro, we got light issues today. We got. It's <laughs> crazy. I think, hey, it was Lexi. She was messing with. She it was before. messing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the dog. Oh yeah. Remember, yeah. remember my dog. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I had, when I got my dog, bro, as this fool fool, I, I went up to him and I was like, "Hey, bro, check it out. I got a new dog." <laughs> I was so excited, bro. For real. But anyways, bro. So we're all, so pretty much that's that's pretty much it. All the advice you want to give somebody's pretty much don't be limit limit. Don't limit your, your mindset. Yeah. Be limitless. Go out there. Believe in yourself. Anything else, bro? Stay disciplined. Stay, Stay focused. Discipline. Yeah, and that's, hey, if you want to build discipline this summer, we will be doing the 60-day program once again. So make sure you guys are tapped in with that. I'm going to get big again in two months again. We're going to do it again. Uh, but this Ooh. time, just 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 so, just for you guys' information, we're going to have hats. We're going to have hats for the 60-day program. And then eventually, midway summer, we're probably going to have Line and Wealth Club hats. So if you guys are interested, make sure you guys stay tuned and continue watching to our podcast. Again, thank you guys for uh, coming on to our, uh, our podcast, checking us out, listening to us. Make sure to like, share, and comment. But with that being said, all money and no money out. Stay dedicated, stay motivated, and we'll see you on the next one, Line and Wealth Club.